Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. We are on page Tuf Chof Hey. Um, we have been engaged in a lengthy discussion of uh, various types of avoida. Actually, the various types of avoida come out to two. There's a, an avoida mitzad ahava, and there's an avoida mitzad yira. So the two general categories of servants of God. Uh, one is the uh, Evid Elohim, the servant of Elohim who struggles with himself, who everything is a, a major effort, uh, who, who uh, morning, noon, and night, every second of the day is engaged in, uh, in self-abnegation and in struggling to serve the master in every single area that's, that's possible. That's an avoid of, of, of Yira. That is what is called an Evid Pojut, plain Evid. Second category is avoida, which comes in connection with love. Now, love is an emotion which is somewhat complex. Fear is more or less straightforward. Fear is fear. Um, although, mind you, there are my in that too, but Baklal, uh, uh, anyone confronting a lion is going to experience the same experience. Uh, fear is fear. Uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, service of the Rabbanish Lailam, this is the idea of bittel and absolute awe, self-abnegation before the king. Uh, the fear before the king. Love is a somewhat more complicated story. It's, uh, it is a complex emotion, and therefore, as we might expect, there are distinctions in service which is based on love. And we've actually here dealt with three specific distinctions, which we're going to continue with. Uh, there is a service of one person to another in connection with love or because of love. Uh, Simple, sim- simply because of love. This is the oiv and the nev, the, the lover and the beloved. Uh, the, another form of service is the service of the evid nemon. The evid nemon also serves. This service is a perfect service, but it's also a service which is motivated by love. But it's unlike the, uh, the, the lover, the oiv, uh, which uh, is a somewhat more superficial type of love, a love, a love of attraction, a love of uh, giluyim, essentially. The love of the Evet Neman is a love of etzem. It's, it's, he, he is, his, his very etzem is bound to the etzem of the Odin, of his master, uh, whom he has some grasp of. Um, the Rebbe went into this, not in great detail, but enough to prick our interest, that he has a, a, this, this supreme uh, transcendent being, of course, the ultimate in terms of the Evid Neman, is the servant of God. Uh, he serves out of love. Well, you can't love something you don't know, that you have no concept or appreciation or awareness of, really, in a, an experiential sense. So the Evid Neman, the, the servant of God who is serving out of love, the faithful servant, um, has a grasp. The Rebbe used a very uh, powerful Lushan. He has an, a, a idea. He has uh, hasag of, of Yediyah in, in Ein Soif. And even he has a hasag of Yediyah in Ein Soif, which is uh, not only transcends Zaylamites, but which is the union of Hisnasus Atzmi. In some way, he has some perception or awareness through an intellectual window, whatever that is. It'd be Hochm of some sort. Yediyah Sashlila, perhaps. I have no idea. I can't imagine it. But the man has, is, has internalized an appreciation of that which is ordinarily be, totally beyond appreciation. Ain't life by definition is transcendent. Well, this individual has a sense, has a, a knowledge or an understanding of the absolute transcendent excellence of, 
of God's being in some way. Now, actually, uh, there's a lot of chassidus on this. One looks in Ayin Bey's, the idea of panimis atiku panimis ah, but there are ways of approaching the internalization of that which is by definition atzmiistic, which seems to be a contradiction in logic. But there are, there, there are lengthy explanations, quite a deep subject. We don't have to go into that. But that's where the man is holding. So since he, he, he has some intellectual grasp of essence, his love is a love of etzim, his very inner essence of his entire being is bound to and mukusher to his master, who in, in the case of the Nimshal is the Rabbanish Lailam, then there are, it's beyond uh, change, it's beyond dilution, it's beyond any kind of diminution or alteration or change at all, it's, because it's etzim be'etzim. Now this etzim, this love of etzim for etzim is something he generated himself. It's not natural, it's not normal. It's the product of his own work, of his own efforts, but nonetheless, once achieved, there it is. It is avarabah of the highest order, and it knows of no... Uh, uh, flaws, it knows of no uh, weaknesses or no de- diminution because it's etzim etzim. It's not a love of giluyim. Giluyim come and go, they change, but etzim does not. So that is the second type of love that motivates Avaida. There's a third type. The third type is the love of the ben to the av. And this type of love, like the Evid Neman, is etzim etzim. It's perfect, it's absolute. Uh, every um, uh, second, every breath, uh, of the Ben is devoted to service of the Father um, for no reason. I mean, not, there's, no, there's no because here because it's a matter of etzim. His love is for, his etzim is for the love of the, because of his father's etzim. It's, it's, he's drawn to his father's etzim. Unlike the Eved Neman, this is natural. This is a product, this is due to the fact that the Ben, in fact, is an extension of his father. He shares, in a sense, the same etzim. Um, he's bound to his father in a natural way because his etzim is from his father's etzim. And therefore, this is not a love which he has produced or he's generated in any way. This is a love which is one would expect of etzim to etzim. This is a, a normal, uh, not a normal, I mean, it's way beyond anything that really is hard, is, that can be grasped. But nonetheless, it's beyond grasp because it's beyond, it's beyond particulars. It's beyond giluim. It is, the son's etzim is bound to the father's etzim by virtue of the fact that he's his son. Now, again, we point out, as before, these sort of circumstances are all ideal. Um, clearly, those of us who are fathers or those who are, of us who are sons uh, would have a hard time recognizing this. Nonetheless, in a concealed way, it's certainly there. And in a revealed way, if you want to see what this kind of escoshos really is, <clears throat> I've recommended before, you can look in Likute Diborim and, and uh, see the relationship of the Rebbe Riyatz to his father, the, the Rashab, and you'll get at least some inkling of, of how such a thing exists in human terms anyway. So these are, are three madragas and Ava. Um, there are madregas in Ava because, as I pointed out again, Ava is a rather complex story. It, it's, it's an emotion. It's an expression of emotion. Um, and therefore, there are levels. There are differences. There are distinctions. So we ended up last time talking about two types of Ava. There's an Ava which is totally Dover, and there's an Ava which is not totally Dover. So again, we go back to these three categories of lover, the, the lover and the beloved, the Eved Nemon and the Odin, the son and the father. The beloved, the lover and the beloved is invariably uh, a Ava which is totally bedover, which is dependent upon. There's a reason for it. There's a because. 
Oh, I love this person. Why? Because you don't, person, you don't have a tremendous love for everybody. <laughs> but the, why this individual? What's this person got that other people don't have? Why is this uh, expression of love uh, uh, focused on this, this individual? Well, the person can say, well, she or he has these magnificent uh, attributes, the, the, the kindness, the chesed, the rachmim, the intelligence, the, uh, you know, whatever. This is a because. And the because, when you're talking about a because, you are talking about giluyim. You're talking about properties and qualities. Properties and qualities are not the essence of the person. They emerge from the essence of the person. Um, but nonetheless, they are qualities and properties that can be perceived by somebody else. If they can be perceived by somebody else, they are by definition and they are not atzmiistic. So the, the person loves someone because that's the lover and the beloved. Now, the love can be extremely intense. It can, the attraction, the hiskashras can be of a fabulous intensity. Uh, the thing about it, since it's totally bedover, it's totally, it's dependent upon qualities which the beloved happens to have and which the beloved happens to reveal, um, it, it can, it's, it's hard to remain consistent. It doesn't stay constant. Why? Because our qualities don't stay constant. We're not always kind and compassionate. The most compassionate kind among us, we have our moments. Giluyim are subject to shinuyim. Giluyim change. They change from, 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 from time to time. Uh, also, the appreciation of a person is subject to shinuyim. Ch- change is characteristic of the concept of love. It's fickle, in a sense. Now, there are, within that framework of lover and beloved, which is primarily a love of giluyim, a love of chutzonius, there are madregas there as well. There are, are people whose love is uh, more intense than others, and there's people whose love is more consistent than others. No two people are the same. Nonetheless, it is subject to shinui, and therefore it's, the, the madrega of Oyvenev is far below that of the other two, whose love is based not on giluyim, not on properties or qualities, but is based on the very essence of the of the other of the Odin or the or the Av. So um, the Rebbe. So we, we've spent some time uh, talking about the Oyvenev, Nev, and um, again, this is a love which is totally bedover, and it's uh, subject to Shinum, it's subject to change. We'll we'll hear a little bit more about that later on. Um, now we're going back to the love which is not totally bedover. Now, whose love is not totally bedover? That would be both the Eved Nemon, which is not dependent upon anything and therefore is uh, consistent and eternal. And, of course, the love of the Ben for the Av is also not dependent on anything. It's, a, it's an Indian Asmi. And therefore, it also is eternal and consistent. So, we go, uh, the, uh, we're at the end of a line which begins with the word, B'Ahav the the love which is not dependent upon anything, this is a love in which the person puts himself aside totally and completely. The object of the love, be it the Odin, be it the father, is everything. The uh, lover or the, the, the um, Evet or the Ben, in his own eyes, does not exist. Everything is the father, everything is the Odin, everything is for the father, everything is for the Odin. The Ben and the Evet Naman have nothing, for, they're not looking for anything, they don't want anything, they are simply lost in a sense, in the hiskashras to this, uh, uh, to this etzem, which is either Odin or, or father. Um, and therefore, there's nothing the father or the Odin can do or not do, 
which can affect this love, because doing or not doing are giluim, they're expressions, they're not etzem. Since this is a love of etzem, the love is eternal, the love is consistent, the lashon nemon is faithful, it means it does not change. Someone who's faithful does not change, the love does not change. And of course, the love of the son, the av, to the ben, to the av, likewise. So we're talking about the love which does not change, the love which is not totally bedavid. The Reb points out there are two ways in which this occurs, which we've already mentioned. The first is the love and the connection of the ben to his father. It is a love which entails absolute self-abnegation, total bittal, complete putting aside of the self, because it is absolute, because it is atzmistic. He is not engaged in this relationship of Ahavaraba for anything he, any benefit he derives. He's not interested in himself. He gains nothing from it. He receives nothing from it. And even if from an outsider's point of view, he does receive. Uh, he receives the favor of the Av or the Odin or what have you. Those are not important. Those things that don't mean anything to him. All that means, the only thing that means anything to him is the satisfaction and the nachas ruach of the Av or the Odin. Everything the Ben does is only for the father, and the father is the only reality in his eyes. He is interested only and exclusively and completely and absolutely in the good and in the tainug of his father. Therefore, uh, in a general way, he is, he is uh, passionate. He desires only one thing, to fulfill, to, to bring to perfection, to fulfill in an absolute way, in a perfect way, the will of his father. That's, that's, he's, that's his sole concern in life. Life and obeys. That, so that's the first type of love, which is not totally bedoved. Now, clearly... Nothing can interfere with this. There's the, 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 because it's etzim etzim, it's not totally on giluyim or on benefit or on, on receiving, anything of that sort. Therefore, it is not subject to change. The second love, which is not totally bedavra, which is not subject to change in any way, be'evid nemon. This is the evid nemon, hanal, which has been discussed at some length previously. The Hiskashros of the Evid Nemon. Now, again, this is not a son and a father. There's no natural connection between these two individuals. The Evid and the, um, and the Odin are not in any way related in either in, in a spiritual or a physical way. Um, and therefore, this is a love which has been, uh, has developed within the, the Evid through the uh, efforts of the Evid. Nonetheless, um, it's not dependent upon anything. It's, it's absolute. It's, it's an absolute love and absolute service. And likewise, in the same way, the uh, love um, entails absolute self-abnegation, total bittal, total putting of the self aside. The self does not count. The self does not matter. The only thing that matters is the Odin. In the case of the Ben and the Av, the only thing that matters is the Av. So in a sense, in, to this extent, they sound very, very similar. The Ava, the Ava which is not totally the of the Ben, and the Ava, which is not totally the of the uh, Evid Namun. 
Shechol hasheros, hasheros veshimush, hu rach letzarech ha'odon. Just in the case of the ben, so likewise in the case of the odon, that all of the service, all of the um, the serving, hu rach letzarech ha'odon. The whole story is to serve the odon. Well, isn't that really what a servant and a king are all about, or a servant and odon are all about? Well, no, they're not. Um, the, I'm, I'm certain that royalty selects for itself uh, servants of the highest quality, the highest order, the greatest discretion, and the most competent, um, and those who will be loyal. However, they're paid. They're paid. The favor of the king means a lot to them because your raises depend upon the boss. Uh, your position depends upon the king. So there's a very big me involved in this relationship. Uh, the Eved Neman, there is no me. It's all the king. It's all the Odin. The whole thing is simply to fulfill the will of the Odin. So again, in the, uh, the Ben and the Eved Neman, in, in this respect, are very, very similar. That he should have Tainug, um, uh, uh, pleasure, and not both same thing. Tainug, that's the whole thing. He is there to provide tainug v'nachas to provide what one might call added baracha to the, to the odom. Uh, and that's all he's there for. He's not there to receive anything. He's not there to benefit. He's not there to learn anything. Uh, he's not there to achieve anything except for the odom. V'yesh yasarin maila be'eved neman al haben. There is a, a maila, a tremendous advantage of the eved neman over the ben. We've discussed this already in some, some details. We've already been explained. Da ben enu The eved, the service looks very similar. The attachment, the hiskashos looks very similar. But um, the ben, his entire hiskashos and his service and his self-abnegation are not self-produced. They are natural consequence of the fact that he is, he is a son of his father. And therefore, it's his father's koyach, really, which is producing his, uh, this bitl, this, this self-abnegation. He doesn't, there's no distinction in etzem between him and his father. Uh, and therefore, it's not something that required any uh, um, effort, any learning, any comp- anything on his behalf. It's normal and it's natural. It's not from his own koyach. Rak mekoyachav. It's the koyach of the of. Ubeeved hu bechinis atzmai. With the eved, this has been self-generated. The eved was not born an eved neman. He became one. Now he's neman. He's perfect. His avodah is very much like that of the ben. His eskashus is eskashus of etzem, but it's something that he generated, which is uh, think of something that's a stunning, stunning concept. Harishiyesh chelukim begimel elam. So. There are distinctions between these three. What are we talking about? Let's, again, let's categorize. We have two types of service. There's a service mitzad and a connection. Well, it's hard to use the word connection. There's a service mitzad yira, which is fear. There is a service mitzad ava, which is love. Within the category of service of ava, there are three, um, there, there are three distinctions, or there are three madregas, three general uh, uh, particulars. One higher than the other. The Boahev and Nev, the Oyhev and the Nev, the, the lover and the beloved, the idea of self abnegation doesn't exist 
It, it's, it's not part of the equation. It's not part and parcel of, of who he is. Well, it looks, but, the, but doesn't it look that way? Doesn't a person who goes so far out of his way, will go so far contrary to his, his own desires to fulfill the will of his beloved, will go so contrary to his own nature to fulfill the will of his beloved? Well, two things. Um, first of all, um, he, uh, that will occur insofar as the relationship is maintained. But the problem with love, again, is that it is subject to change and subject to shinuim. He cannot, no one will guarantee for this individual, no one could guarantee for him that, you know, for the rest of his life, he will put himself aside completely and totally for his beloved. He'll do it while he's engaged. Once he's married, it could be a very different story. It always is a very different story. Um, for, for marriage, to my way of thinking, is a little bit of armchair philosophy from Yanko Brower. My way of thinking, marriage is the development of a relationship of Oihe Venev to a relationship of Evid Neman. Um, that that uh, a good marriage eventually becomes atzmiistic, uh, takes work. Uh, the Evid Neman, again, didn't create himself. Uh, I should say he did create himself, he created his own Avoida. Um, but in the case of the one who's still in a category of Oi Venev, what's that Nev got which, is, which he'll give himself entirely? Now the question is, is he really giving himself entirely? He's having pleasure from it. He has joy from it. He's, he, he's thrilled to be able to give himself entirely. The Evan Neman gives himself entirely, but doesn't think about it. He's not, not interested in it. He doesn't care whether, you know, that, that he, he doesn't, credit himself, because there is no himself. Everything is for the point of service of the Yodin. And therefore, this great thrill of absolute uh, uh, self-sacrifice for one's beloved. There are so many uh, novels based on this concept, but most of them are rather old, and uh, you're stuck reading them in high school. You know, um, A Tale of Two Cities, I, uh, Shakespeare. This is the whole concept of Oevnev. Within the non-Jewish literature, the concept of the Odin, uh, of the um, Eved, Neman does not exist. Does not exist. The whole of, of which incidentally, um, uh, uh, incidentally is perhaps a reason that one should not engage too much in non-Jewish literature. It's, it's filled with superficiality at best. Anyway. Ubaben, who bechinas hanachas atzmai? They have it neman. It's hanachas atzmai. The ben hanachas atzmai. They don't exist. It's, there's nothing to be gained. And not only that, but the relationship of self-abnegation is absolute and it's eternal. Of la'ain of bekoyach atzmai. In the case of the ben, the the, the deficiency. Uh, if you can call it that, is that it is not self-generated. It is natural and it's normal due to the fact that the Ben is of the Yetzim of the Av. In the case of the Eved Neman, it is by his own Koyach. So if we're looking at a, um, uh, uh, a chain of milas, the lowest on the totem pole is the Eved Nev. It's Pajit selfishness, really, in a sense. Uh, the Evet, the, Evet the, the Ben, has a fabulous love, uh, absolute love, a perfect love, total self-abnegation, but he didn't do it himself. And the Evet Neman has the, pretty much the same kind of iskastros and self-abnegation that the Ben has, except that he brought himself to that level. Now, this becomes a little bit complicated because there's a distinction between the Ben and the Evet Neman that it's not, the, not all the Milas go to the Evet Neman. 
The quality of this gashras, the intensity of this gashras with the ben, by virtue of the fact that it's natural, an extension of the av, in fact, is more intense. Uh, it's the eved nemon. Uh, yes, it's etzem etzem, but it is a created situation. It is a hiskashras rather than a yichud. I would put it that way. So it doesn't share the same intensity, and there are... Um, there are consequences to this. I think we learned before, or we'll, we'll learn down the line, that the Eved, the, the Ben, and the Eved Neman want only the good of the Father. Uh, they only, the, that's all they care about, that's all they think about, that's their sole motivation, their sole focus. So there's a, a particular Tainug that the Father desires, or, to, or something that the, that the Father or the Odin desires. So the, the Ben will provide it completely without any thought whatsoever. In fact, he doesn't have to provide. As far as the Ben's concerned, the issue is not what he can give to his father. The issue is his father. So his father wants or needs something or desires something. He, the only thing in the mind of the Ben is that he should get it. Doesn't, he doesn't care whether he does it or somebody else does it. As long as the father re, has tainuk, has satisfaction, he, he's, it doesn't matter who does it. In the case of the Eved Nemon, that's not quite the case. The case of the Eved Nemon also yearns only for the fulfillment of the Ratzon of the Father to provide the Tainug or the particular good aspect for the Father, uh, for the Adon, but he should be the one to do it. He, he, he wants to do it. So, so the, the, there's a crack, a little fissure in the Hiskashrus, one might say. Not a very big crack. They're both etzim etzim. They both put themselves aside. They both want or get nothing from it. But there is a distinction. So it's not always clear. That in one case, the Eved Nemon is clearly superior to the Ben in the case that it's self-generated. In the case of the quality of the Hiskashras, well, perhaps the Ben is superior to the Eved. So these distinctions depend upon the parameters that we are talking about. Okay. Omnam ha'chilukim ha'elu hain be'ezim madrega. These, um, these uh, distinctions depend very much on the nature of the closeness, the nature of the Kirib, and the nature of the Iskashros, of the servant to the Odin, or the Ben to the father, or the lover to the beloved. Not only in the way of Hiskashros, um, is this are these distinctions, but in the actual Hiskashros itself. So what does this mean we're going to see? Um, and the Nachas Ruach, which is the product, which comes about, which results from the service, uh, 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 their individual services, their particular services. So the Nev and Oyev, this Gashrus, the, the nature of this Gashrus, the quality of the Hiskashras and the way of the Hiskashras is all related to Giluyim. Uh, and that's what defines the Hiskashras between the Oiv and the Nev. Ubamash is Shaykh Legilui Levad. It's Shaykh not to Etzem, it's Shaykh to Gilui. So, what does that mean? It means that if the Giluyim cease, or the Giluyim change, or the Giluyim diminish in any way, oh, that rocks the boat. That's the Hiskashras becomes uh, diminished from that. It's not from Atzmus Mamash. It may feel that way. This is one of the great, one of the great problems in society in general. I guess it's been throughout history, but it's very easy to mistake the fact that you 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 meet someone and you just cannot believe there's anyone like this in the whole world, and you just 
there's this passionate love for this individual. We see this all the time, unfortunately, that the one cannot imagine the the intensity with which someone is drawn to someone else and the complete um, overwhelming feelings for that individual. And then you see five years down the line, chas v'sholem, that uh, comes from this, one of the most bitter divorces you could possibly imagine. Well, how does that happen? I was not in Yenatsmi. Etzim does not change. It's all been giluim. The problem is the person mistook his, the nature of the attraction uh, as being a, an attraction of etzem uh, forevermore, uh, when in fact it really was an attraction of giluim. Uh, and this is something, Baruch um, Hashem again, without sermonizing, that in our, the way we, um, the way we produce holy families among the Jewish people, stable, solid families among the Jewish people, mind you, we have problems here too, um, is, this, is the recognition that, there are, that, you know, rough times down the line does not mean that this is not a marriage. Uh, those happen, the gilim, they come and they go. There's, there's good times, there are bad times, there are arguments, there are not arguments. It's, it's a very um, erratic relationship because one has to get past all of these gilim. But since the marriage is not based on Gilim, but a marriage is designed alpi alocha to be based on etzem alpi kabalu, it's it's etzem be etzem. A person, a man without a wife, is a plad guf. That means that the wife is not just someone who he likes or loves or is related to or gets something from. That's part of his very essence. It often takes a while to realize that. It often takes a long time to realize that. But that's the heart of the story. In the case of a marriage that is based on gilim and, and in society in general, that's, that's the way it works. Um, so what's the solution? The solution is so-called something I call a prenup. You, if you have any sense, and you're getting married to this person you're passionately in love with, you have a prenuptial arrangement. What's the prenuptial arrangement? Should it break up? Well, that's some bad, some how can it break up? Uh, there's a little bit of recognition that maybe it's not. Should it break up? Here's how the money gets divided. Okay, so... This is the idea of oyvenev. It's it's subject to change. It is not a hiskashrus that comes from the inner depths and the panemius of the nefesh. The word kolkach here means indicates that this is not an absolute either. That in fact an oyvenev can evolve into a hiskashus atzmi. It should evolve into hiskashus atzmi. So obviously you have to be attracted to who you marry. She has to, or he has to have qualities which you find attractive. It's not going to work from day one. But the point is that it's, and in fact the connection on a subconscious level, on, on a spiritual level, is most likely far more than simply these wonderful qualities that he or she has. And this atzmiistic this hiskashus given time and given common sense and given good guidance, will evolve and develop into a true hiskashus. I, I think the kolkach here gives us the, um, uh, the window of opportunity, since all relationships begin with, with superficiality. No one knows another person. You know what they exhibit, you know, and everyone behaves their best when they're on a date or when they're trying to impress somebody or they like somebody. They're not going to show all of the, uh, uh, all of the dark corners of their soul. Uh, everyone's got dark corners. 
Um, eventually, of course, they're going to come out if, in fact, a marriage uh, occurs. But they're only dark corners, not the person himself or herself. So the idea is that the, if a relationship remains oivenev, it's immature, it's superficial. And it's subject to, uh, to break up. Therefore, it is necessary for two people who love each other to create a bris. What's a bris? Bris is a covenant. They make a covenant with each other. Wow, what do you need the covenant for? You know, we love each other. Oh, this is, this is the nicest person in the world. This is the kindest, the most beautiful, the best. The basic was what that person is. Well, that's right now. You know, what's it going to be like when, you know, the titties are screaming and the supper isn't ready and, and he uh, comes home grumpy, which invariably he does. You know, what, what then? Um, there's a bris. Uh, because the love can uh, disappear, can become negated, can be nullified. The superficial nature of giluyim being what they are, come and go, and therefore if a love is totally dependent upon giluyim, it also comes and goes. So when that comes to the point where the relationship is strained, where the love has diminished or, or seems to have diminished, or where there, there, there's a separation in time and space, and one begins to wonder, that bris comes and tells you, you know something, this is an essential bond, this dis- discrepancy right now, this will pass. M- emotions pass. These sorts of giluim pass. But the bris establishes the relationship as an Indian atzmi. The ayyadeh, akaris ha-bris, ma'ila maha'avosam, la'ma'ila min ha-seichel. That the whole point of the, the bris is that its source is higher than seichel takes them higher than seichel, and therefore it remains as permanent, it remains as absolute. It's independent, the bris is independent of feelings, it's independent of, of giluyim. Now obviously we're not, you know, there, there are many questions one could ask, what a real marriage, what's the bris? We're, we're, we do after all have a gitten, you know, as well as a kedushin. Let's think for a minute about the rabbinic shleim, our relationship to the rabbinic shleim. We have actually all these three within each and every one of us. Um, we ha- the the Rabbanu Shalom has been very meticulous in making brisson with us, uh, very careful to make everything in terms of a non-negotiable agreement, which if you break, well, you're in hot water. Well, what, what is, you know, here we're receiving, we're receiving Tarda, we're, we're, we're face-to-face with our Creator. The love of the Jewish people for God has never been more intense. Uh, experience a singularity, one of a, one of a kind, one of a, at only one time. Um, do we accept Torah on the basis of a bris? Why? Because we are fickle. We are fickle. Come, yes, Mat Tarda. Also, yes, Cheda Egel. Also, all the other uh, unpleasant um, problems that we've exhibited during the course of our journey through, uh, through, through, through the desert and afterwards as well. This is common to Jewish history. Well, why is that? Why are we fickle? Very simple. We're Basar Vadam. That's what we are. The Abishter knows we're fickle. And the Abishter knows that the relationship is an absolute relationship no matter what appearances look like. And therefore, there is a bris which stands by us and in a sense stands by him. Um, he, of course, is not fickle. But we are. Because we are, he, we are, as my older daughter used to say when she was small, Ta, what do you want from me? I'm only Basar Vadogim. 
So we are Basav Adagam, and therefore they're going to be Shinuyim, historical Shinuyim, they're going to be Shinuyim, individual Shinuyim. It's, it's a struggle, it is a battle, it is a... Uh, uh, the self-growth is always difficult, it's always hard. So the idea of a bris cements absolutely the relationship, and therefore, no matter what happens, that is always there, it always stands by us, and we are bound to God Almighty, come what may. No matter how, what kind of mistakes we make, and we make mistakes, that bond is there and it is unbreakable. Thank God. Uvava Ben. So that's the the um, the Oyevenev. Uh, so the the problem is that because it's uh, it's um, uh, a relationship of Giluim, so it's subject to Shinuim. Uvava Ben. What's the problem of Vachain Eved Nemon? Ben. And also the case of the Eved Nemon, his Gashrus who. Uh, atzmus, it is uh, atzmiyistik hiskashus, as we've already mentioned and learned. Uvad Isaiah yes yisarin beben mebeevet. Given that this is the case, since now we're talking about a different category of love, uh, a love of etzem. So the ben has a as an advantage because the ben is more of the etzem of the av than the uh, than the the uh, evid is of the adin. He is truly of the etzem of the av. His hiskashus is far more intense because he's, it's the quality of the Av himself. There is no, um, it's seamless. He is a clone of his father, physically and spiritually. And therefore, the koich of the Av is within him, and the hiskashus is one which is beyond uh, any kind of. Um, um, I don't know, use the word negotiation, but it is a fusion. It is a yichud. It is an absolute yichud. Yichud, two things become absolutely one. Two things are one. Hiskashrus, one thing becomes mukushah to the other to the extent where they're bound up with each other completely and totally, but nonetheless, there are two things bound up with one and each other. Sharu etzem echud mamish. The av and the ben are of one etzem. So this is a mila. This is a mila of the ben, of the hiskashrus. Uh, and, uh, uh, which means, well, the hiskashus of the ben over the hiskashus of the evanemon. V'yashloimer mishum zeh yesh gam kein yisorin mile inyan habitul v'nachas atzmoi beben. Therefore, what's the consequence of this? As the Rebbe pointed out earlier, not only the oif and the, the way of the connection is is distinct in these in these distinct character in these distinct uh, categories. But the body of the hiskashrus, the actual substance of the hiskashrus, the substance of the avoid, also was different. And therefore, the substance of the bittel of the, of the ben and the, and the putting himself aside um, uh, is far greater than that of the evid. Well, how can absolutes one be far greater than the other? Well, they're not quite absolutes. The ben certainly is an absolute, no question about it. But the evid nemon and the, and the odin there's still, even though Eved puts himself aside, but there, there still is that little, that little hair-like seam between the Eved and the Odin. Um, so here we go. This is what I mentioned before. This is how this is. This becomes um, understood. This is the example, the practical example of the meaning of this distinction of Hiskashus between the Ben and the Av on the one hand and the uh, Eved and the uh, Odin on the other. The Ben desires one and only one thing, to fulfill the Ratz and the will of the Father. He doesn't care whether he does it or someone else does it. Let it be done. 
In other words, his concern is the will of my father should be done. Only that his will should be filled. The will of my father must be done, has to be done. That's my only concern. David Neman also, all he wants is the will of the Odin to be fulfilled. That's what he wants. But he doesn't want the will of the Odin to be fulfilled. Exactly. He does, but not exactly. What he wants is to fulfill the will of the Odin. Slightly different perspective. He wants to do it. It should come through him. There's a little bit of a disparity in the Hiskashos, in the absolute self-abnegation for the Odin uh, and the Av from these, from these two people. They're not exactly the same. So the Hiskashos of the Ben has a superiority over that of the, of the Evidemon. So this is explained in Bir Ezer and the, these various Maimarim. Um, yeah. uh, right, so we go to the end of the parentheses. These are the sources you can look up if you so desire. So there are distinctions. There's a distinction between the Ben and the Evidemon in terms of the uh, actual quality of the Hiskashras which then ultimately translates into the Oifenes as well. Um, and there is a, a distinction between the Ben and the Eved um, in terms of Nachas Ruach. So they're not exactly the same. They look the same, but they're not exactly the same. Skashos on the one hand, the Nachas Ruach which is provided, the Nachas Ruach which is provided by the Ben to his father is not of the same intensity or the same quality as that provided by the Eved Nemon to the to the Odin. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The Ben the Eved Yesh Harbi Yosef Nachas Ruach Boi Venev. Okay, let's back up here. I'm sorry, I got this wrong. Um, the the Ben and the Eved, both of them are uh, the Nachas Ruach they provide is of a far higher quality than that which the Oyev provides to the Nev. Let's let's. Start with there. Shud sarach atzmoi. Why? Because the uh, uh, the uh, avoda of the oyev to the nev is is uh, personal. It's there's there's self benefit to it. He he's, hasn't put himself aside. Uben ve'eved hulu tzarech avodin. The ben ve'eved is only for the av ve'eved. There is no personal gain at all from it. Whereas the oyev nev really is to a large extent motivated by personal gain, either conscious or subconscious. Now we go back to what I mentioned before. So the, clearly there's a distinction between the Eved and the Ben over the Oyev in terms of the uh, quality of the Skashras. Uh, and, and in the nature of the Skashras, the, also there is a, um, a, a, a superiority I'm sorry, in the, in the case of the Nachas Ruach. Also there's a superiority in the Nachas Ruach of the Eved Nemon over that which the Ben provides for his father. So here's yet another distinction between the Avedem and the Ben. We would expect there to be some difference in the Nachas Ruach because the actual quality of the Hizkashos and the Nachas Atzmai uh, are not exactly the same as we just saw before. So there's got to be a consequence. The consequence is that the Nachas Ruach cannot be the same either, not exactly the same. Being that the service of the Ben, it's not really his, he cannot credit himself with it, it's the Koyach of the Av. From the Eved, 
It's impressive. It's from his own steam. It's from his own koyach, his own. So one, kids, it's not hard to appreciate the fact that the, uh, what the Eved Neman is doing and the Ben is doing, for the Eved Neman is far more unusual than for the Ben, and therefore this is, engages more in Nachas Ruach, applies more in Nachas Ruach. The Yisarim ben Nachas Ruach, Hainu Yisarim ben Taisus Bracha. So what does this mean? The, the, uh, we saw this before, previously. The additional Nachas Ruach, which the Adon has, um, is the additional Bracha, which is brought through the Aveda of the Eved. So we have a Seder Shtalshalus, which the Odin himself has created and provided with Or and Bracha and whatever is here, it's his and it's all him and it's all about him. But the Eved Naman is able to bring into this a, uh, an Or, which is beyond that which the, the Odin has provided himself with in, in his own palace, being Seder Shtalshalus. It's over and above. It's an or which is to- totally transcended. It's an or tainug after all. It's a It brings into the system that which is beyond the system and that which reveals the very essence of the tainug of the Odin, of the Rabbani Shalom. Uh, it's been explained. Shatayis bracha beribu hatzlocha yisera hu ha'eved neman yosim ben. This the idea of the additional bracha with with. Greater Hatzlacha, with additional Hatzlacha, with additional um, power that the Eved Neman seems to have over that of the Ben, because the Ben, after all, is Mushar Shen Atzem, he is Atzem, he's Atzemistic. The Eved Neman is bringing beyond his Atzem, because his Atzem doesn't make that kind of a sky. He created the Siskashras, he created the Ava, it's his own, from his own Kaya, from his own abilities. He has transcended himself. The Ben hasn't transcended himself. At the very best, the Ben reveals the essence of himself, which is the Father. He's from the Father on down. That's what he can do. The Evanemon transcends himself completely, goes beyond his nature, beyond his essence, and brings into the system that which is truly transcendent. Um, more, more than the Ben. By the Ben also was brought in new things into Seder Shtalshos, but not to the same extent because the self-transcendence is not the same. Very important point. There, there's a Ben who's also an Evid. If you know Malkainu, uh, there's the relationship of Av and there's a relationship of Melech. And there's a Ben who is a, an Evid, and there's an Evid who's a Ben. All of this that we're discussing at the moment is the distinctions in Nachas Ruach, in, in Tainug, that comes into play in the case of the Odin, or Av. As will be explained. Little parenthetic expression. It's loaded with significance. The Rebbe says here, oh, you know, we've been talking about the Evid and the Ben and the Oyev. It's all in the realm of Avaida, which is Mitzad Ava. We forgot about the other guy. The other guy is the Evid Elohim, the Evid Pajit, the Evid who serves Mitzad Yer. It's got nothing to do with Ava, literally. <laughs> the Rebbe says, you know something? There's the Yisarn by him also. He has an advantage of the, over the best of the other three. We're going to see a little bit later on. He not only has a, an advantage and a superiority, but it, it's, it's outstanding. The hero, as far as I can see, the hero of Samachvav is this Evid Pajit, which you haven't gotten to in any detail yet, but we will. 
It's just parenthetical at the moment. We'll see more about it later on. Uh, as far as the actual etzim of the avoda, hine oifen avodas oyev loahuv uben vaaviv veeved neman. All of these three that are serving mitzad love, that the avoda itself. Um, um, with respect to his master. So the Oyhev, the Ben, and the Eved Neman, uh, more or less they're doing the same thing. They are seeking to provide, to fulfill the will of whom they are related to, whether it's the person they love, whether it's the person they love, which is the Eved Neman, or whether it's their father. The, the goal is the same. The goal is to satisfy. The goal is to provide Tainuk. The goal ultimately is to, to serve the needs, the will, the wish, the desire of the person whom they are related to. Vukulam, enam avoida amiti. None of this, not the Ben, not the Eved Neman, certainly not the Oyev, none of it's a true a true true avoida after all that after all that why because the hiskashras comes through ava comes through love and it comes through desire uh, which by definition are not exactly stable uh, we will uh, continue this uh, god willing next week